Just the mic. Mic check. One, two, one, go. two. Hello and welcome to week four of the NFL season. Last week in week three, Big Ben, we saw my 49ers win without Brandon Ayuk. Too many offensive weapons. The Cardinals won with Joshua Dobbs. That Super Bowl hype train in Dallas just started slowing down a bit. And your Seahawks put up 25 points in the second half. Too much Kenneth Walker on the ground. And the Chargers, the Chargers won on a defensive stop. But wait, it was fourth down on their own 24. They They decided to go for it, got stopped. Kirk Cousins drove down the field, interception, and they won. And Mike McDaniel, you're going to hear a lot about that name on this podcast, put on a master class 70-point win in South Beach. If you're new to the show, we broadcast live every week on nofilter.net and Caffeine TV. We usually bring on a special guest, but today it's just me, Big Ben and K-Win. And we're going to talk a little football, but we have to get into a little basketball because Dame Dollar got traded, and it's October, it's baseball, it's West Coast. we got to talk about your Mariners and my Giants. I'm K-Win, he's Big Ben. Let's get it. Let me first say, oh, man, I mean, I, I was listening to, to sports radio here in Seattle, and they said that there was going to be so much traffic on the day that Dame got traded on AM that they'd have to flip to FM, and I've got to imagine that's true because that's the only thing going in Portland right now. Let's be honest. And for Dame to go to another small market has got to also be kind of this, wow, we couldn't create it for him here in Portland. We couldn't create a winner here in Portland, but yet we're going to watch him go to Milwaukee. That's got to be heartbreaking for that for that franchise, for those fans. Um, I can't wait for the first game back yeah, when Milwaukee out. comes back to Portland because that will be a big game. A lot of people will be there to honor Dame after he comes back. What was your overall take on the, on the trade? Because we I saw was a lot surprised. Of I, I was shocked. I thought Dame was going to get what he wanted and he was going to get traded to Miami, but Portland didn't like the package that Miami was going to offer. They opened it up. They traded him to Miami, or excuse me, they traded him to Milwaukee. From an offensive perspective, the Bucks, like, wow. Like, can I, you, can I imagine Dame... And Giannis in the pick and roll. What what are you going to do? <laughs> can, can I ask you this? Go ahead. Because I did put some thought to this. Are they a big three? In the context of the, the initial big three, I believe, were LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosch. So, I would say it was Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond, and Tim Hardaway. True. Nah. <laughs> None of them being that big, but sure. Okay. So let's baseline this against LeBron, D-Wade, one, two, and then Bosch. I think you're, the question I have is, because we I, I believe Giannis, Giannis and Dame live up to the LeBron and D-Wade. Does Chris Middleton fit the, the number three bill against someone like, when comparing against someone like Chris Bosch? So this is a great question. My mind's spinning on how I'm going to answer it. Milwaukee does have three bona fide NBA All-Stars and three bona fide players. But while it's different, in my opinion, 
And what made the Heat so great when they came together is Miami brought LeBron from Cleveland, Wade stayed in Miami, and Bosch from Toronto. Bosch was his own individual star, a one number one. Like Middleton has always been like the number two or the two A or the two B. So I think it's different than Miami. It's not the same. Great team, but it's not the same. I think it's the big two and a half. And I think Chris would probably agree. He's humble enough. I, I believe, though, in the context of just how fluid that team is going to be, to your point, on the offensive side and people knowing their role, like now you have Giannis as the slasher, the guy that's just going to get to the hoop, off pick and rolls, off dribble drives. And then you have Middleton spot up, you know, savvy, another good pick and pop guy. So... It's going to be tough to stop. I don't know how you do stop it, um, especially adding Dame in the mix. I mean, Drew Holiday's great, but Dame is another level. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What the odds go to? I, gotta I think it's 4-1, 5-1, to one, five to one, that Milwaukee's the favorite to win it all. Offensively, lights out. Milwaukee struggled at times to get their own shot, to create in the clutch. Dame, problem solved. Problem Where they're going to struggle is, is Drew was a two-way player. And he used to guard the best perimeter player on the other team, whether it was Butler, Tatum, Brown, Morant, yada, yada, yada. So I think Milwaukee will struggle a little bit, but they might score enough where it actually doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Giannis and Brooke Lopez are in the middle of the paint, blocking shots or changing shots. Yeah, and a good segue into kind of what Portland get out of the trade. I mean, Drew Holiday, Aton never fit in, in this, with the Suns. He fell out of favor there. People are saying that Drew's probably a trade asset for them in the future, considering Scoot yeah. and some of the early draft picks. But it, it would be nice to have Drew stick around for a bit just to tutor those guys on how to be a true point guard in the NBA. Because he is just that. He's a two-way player. He understands the game really well. Um, probably what I want to... Floor general is a ter- term that comes to, to mind when I think about Drew is just a guy that understands and can command the floor. And Portland has a lot of young players. They're going to need someone like that in the organization. I don't think Aton's the leader that you know, you'd know you expect, but someone like Drew that can stick around and at least help develop that team is great. And then Phoenix. I hate I mean, Phoenix. Yeah, I agree. Who cares? <laughs> They're in our jurisdiction, but I mean, I think they just opened up the opportunity for Booker and KD to get about 80% of their shots yeah. that are ever going to go up in that offense scheme. I just don't think that they're a team, you know, like they're going to score a lot, but Booker, Beal, Durant, like besides that, they don't have the connected pieces. It's almost like a me first offensive team. It's an AAU team. You said it before. It's an AAU team. Yeah. They'll get to the playoffs. They'll get to the second round, but I don't know if they can beat another team or if they can get to the finals and beat like the Celtics or even the Bucks. My, my guy, I just hope my guy Nurk gets healthy and can stay healthy on it. You got to get a new Nurk jersey. I do got to get a new Nurk jersey. All right. Grade the trade or stack rank the trade. It's obvious Milwaukee won this trade. A plus for Milwaukee. Portland, they got more pieces than they were going to get from Miami. I'm going to say a B. Yeah. Because they got uh, add in the, the Add in the draft picks, too. That's a B plus. Draft picks, too. 
So good all around trade. Portland's in a good spot. Yeah. Agreed. Let's talk baseball a little bit. I'm wearing this Kansas City hat. And a quick story. I, I went to the Seahawks game this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I wore my Kansas City hat. Okay. Hoping, hoping that a few people would get it. Because Kansas City dominated the Astros this season, thankfully. And thus the Mariners benefited from it. So that was gotten. But the Mariners since can't put it together. Falling out of favor. I think they're only 12 games over 500, which if we were in the NL would put us in the wild card. But in the AL, we're still Are they mathematically eliminated? So here's the scenario. The, The M's have to win. If the Astros lose all three games to Arizona, the Mariners can go two and two as they told the tiebreaker over the Astros. If the Astros win one out of the three games, they have to go three and four. And if they win two or three or they sweep, game over. And it's the demise, Julio. It's been so interesting. I don't know. Have you seen Is he still a base- top five player? Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So I don't know if you've seen this in any one team. I'd get I'd love your take on this. But the Mariner, as Julio goes, the Mariners go. And I that is never more evident than these two ups that we've seen and also these downs. I don't think Julio got a hit in the, the Astros series. A hit. hit. One hit, K win. Yeah. Not one. He started a fight, but he didn't, you know, or he started a brawl or a, a scuffle, but he did not have a hit. So my, my question to you, and we can move on from baseball after this, is there any one player that you've seen where on a team where the team's record is solely dictated by the play of that player? The only one I can think of, and this is before Atani, is Trout. Oof. Okay. That's yeah. the only one I can think of. But, like, if you look at all of the great teams, like the Braves, top to bottom, Dodgers, top to bottom, like, even the Rangers, like, they don't rely on one or two players. They rely on their whole lineup, and I think that's what has been a problem for the Mariners and even for my Giants. My Giants don't even have a Julio Rodriguez. They have a bunch of analytical players that they shift in and out on a Tuesday or Wednesday based on the pitching, and that's why they won't make the playoffs this year. You know, conversely, I think, so I've also seen an article about the big payrolls, Padres, Mets, not making the playoffs. Padres are close, though. <laughs> They're not They're only dead. three game out, three games <laughs> out as of today. They, they aren't dead. I hope Jen's not holding her breath. Uh, I do think gee, there's got to be a blend. Like, the, the thing about big market teams is they can generally attack generally attract big names via free agency whereas small market teams have to develop players and they have to win right away with those players exactly like my orioles the orioles windows yeah their windows two to three years exactly because as contracts come up people are going to want big money they go so you you have to find a blend of player development farm league but what also happens is in these win now organizations you see guys go out and at the trade deadline give away all their prospects for names that are going to help them or push them over the edge. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen for you that year, you're screwed. Exactly. It's a GM's in London. Capoto doesn't have an easy job. 
But mm -hmm. recruiting, the one thing that I think the Mariners are going to continue, like you looked at Beltre. Beltre is a microcosm of this. He comes to Seattle, he's garbage. He can't hit because of the weather. Like, relative, like relative to his career, he was garbage. He goes to the Rangers. He's a four-time All Star. Like that's the epitome. This is the reason the Mariners have not. I don't think we've won the AL West since two thousand one. Well, for the Mariners to win, that ballpark is big, and the weather with the density of the fog, the ball does not travel. So, like the only way they can win is with good pitching. And like singles and doubles hitters. Resurrect the kingdom. Yes. Resurrect the kingdom. There you go, K1. I got you on that. Okay. NFL. Do we want to recap last week? Discuss last week at all? Uh, Niners mm -hmm. are still number one on the RPI. Oh, yo. <laughs> what is the RPI? Is there an RPI? Yeah. The official big bid in K1. RPI. <laughs> Why is it referred to as RPI? Uh, ranking per index. I see. So this is just an arbitrary thing that you came up with, and the Niners are number. Who's number two? The Niners. Are we? T if we're talking all of football, the Dolphins are two. The Eagles are three. Actually, I take that back. The Dolphins are so hot right now. I would put the Dolphins number one. I'll put the Niners two, just because of how they've won. The Eagles have still won, but they struggled. Eagles three. It's amazing. I, I don't get how you get walloped that bad if you're Denver. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I would have loved to have been on that team plan on the way home to see what's being discussed. It was like, probably quiet. <laughs> who's, who said it last week? Everyone was it, like Kennedy. They're on the iPods, right? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Jack that said it's just one of the burn the film games. Like just burn it. Just throw it out it. of the plane. Absolutely done. The Niners are who they thought we thought they were. Just I, I, I hope that the message to all Niners fans is just every morning we're all out of bed. Get on your knees and say a little prayer for no torn ACLs, ripped pectoral muscles, or you know, broken shoulder blades or whatever it may yeah. be. Because your team, you said it with even with Ayuk, who had a big couple weeks. Looked great. We can go okay. back. You want to talk about your Hawks? There's nothing to talk about the Chargers or the Raiders about. No. Uh, the Hawks, I, I said this at the game. I go, listen, because they played horrible in the first first quarter. They gave away opportunities. They settled for three. And Dalton's 3-1 against the Hawks. He, he knew that defense. And I said to my buddy, I go, listen, here's the crabby part. It's, I, th I think it was 10-3 time or maybe yeah 10 3 i go listen there we're one play away from being down in this game and we have thoroughly dominated time of possession yards and everything and sure enough they scored a touchdown big play to dj chark and there we were and it was gutsy gino played a lot better in the second half made adjustments kenneth walker looked great that guy can't hit between the tackles in fact i don't know what running back anymore in the nfl that is good between the tackles it seems like there's hesitation, and then you find a hole, a gap, maybe outside the tackle or maybe inside. But he played well. Andy Dalton still had a pretty darn good game. He looked like an NFL good. quarterback. And uh, Thielen looked like old Adam Thielen. But uh, Seahawks had just enough plays that game. It was a game they should have won, and they did. So 
Um, I think they are who we thought they were. They're second fiddle to the Niners. And if they can beat the Rams and apparently the Cardinals, might sneak into the playoffs. I like your chances. I think they're the second best team in the West. And I think they can get to the playoffs. I think they can get a wild card. I'm in on the Seahawks. You are? Yeah. You're on the bandwagon. We'll allow you. Tap your Orca card. So we uh, go through some games, pick some winners, week four. How are we going to do this? Because I do want to, I, I think Wheezy's headed out to the Snoqualmie Casino. Okay. We got the opportunity for a 10-way parlay here. Do we want to go consensus or you and I alternate picks and just trust in? in... Well, we're not going to reach a consensus <laughs> on the first game. So. I, well, here's the thing. Maybe we, we do we, alternate. What, why don't we do the for the benefit of betting? I mean, taking out of the emotion. You get where I'm going? All right, let's yeah. go there. Well, All let's right. try it out. All right, our first game of the week. We're going to go through 10, 10 games. Each week we go through 10 games. And the first game we have, Miami at Buffalo. I know this for a fact. Miami will not score 70 points this game. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Josh Allen in, in was a get-right game against the Commanders. The defense looked really good, but everyone's touting Sam Howell. Why does everyone like Sam Howell so much? Oh. You know who Sam Howell is? Tell He's me. Mitch Trubisky. They went to the same university, and they're equally as bad as NFL quarterbacks. Wow. Is North Carolina just a factory for quarterbacks? Is it QBU? Yeah. It, no. QB bench or QB2s. It's they got a, Drake May coming up. First rounder. <sighs> I don't know what it is about, but there is parallels between Trubisky and Howe in terms of what they've done. Um, I don't know if it's the product of the Bills' defense being that good or Sam Howe and the commander's offense being that bad. But either way, it's going to be tough to stop the Dolphins' weapons. Here's what I'm looking at, the weather. If it is poor weather, um, advantage Buffalo. If it is, well, I think that normalizes the game, meaning we're not going to see any big um, offensive outputs. That said, I think you got to go with the Dolphins. If it's in a straight-up bet right now, you got to go. Hot hand. It's tough to go against 70 points. They should have held over like 35 of those points for this week. But yeah. Rollover, good. like rollover minutes, AT&T. <laughs> I'm calling this... The beautiful mind bowl because Mike McDaniel is an offensive guru. Like the way that he puts together his schemes, he schemes up his players to put them in the best position to succeed and put the defense at a disadvantage. Like all of the quick snaps, the pre-stap motions, the shifts, the movements, it looks like an arena football team, but it's not some random wide receiver from the university of Phoenix going in motion. It's Tyreek Hill. One of the fastest dudes on the planet, and you get him in the space, it's game over. They have so much speed. They have so many weapons. And if you look at the tape, it's like chess and checkers that he's playing. And I got to ride the hot hand here. I'm going with the Dolphins. Hopefully he didn't show all his hand last week, right? No. I mean, like, I mean... if you look week to week, week one, he, he threw the ball a lot. Like, week two, he ran the ball yeah. Last last week it was everything. <laughs> the Broncos couldn't stop it. Like the running game looks amazing. 
even their backup running back is less game-changing speed. Anacha, yeah. And and the thing is he spreads things out. Like you can see it's 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 not this tight set. It's let's get people out in space. Let's get running or linebackers having to cover running backs out of the backfield. A lot of that. Most are I don't know if he's just he's the beneficiary in my opinion. I don't oh, yeah. You know, he's he was good for the Niners for a portion of time while he was there, but he's really benefited from Mike McDaniel. All right. This is a God, going to be the ugly, an ugly game. Ugly game. Baltimore at Cleveland. Good defenses. This could be a 9-6 game. 9-6 game. Either way. Who do you got? Yeah. So coming into this year, everyone was talking about the Baltimore Ravens' new-look offense, and Todd Munkin, and the wide receivers and Lamar Jackson had the best wide receivers he's ever had. They're going to wide, open up the offense. They're going to do a lot, but they're playing the Browns defense and Jim Swartz in that front four and sorry, Cowboys fans, but the defensive player, this player of the year, is going to be miles Garrett, not Micah Parsons. I'm going with the Browns here. They looked so good on defense Watson did not play good the first two games. Last game, he played a little bit better, a year and a half in the system. My Browns should be 4-0, but they'll win and move to 3-0. I think we got to go Cleveland. I'll, I'll take that. Baltimore just, I don't know, away from home especially. Like they just, Mark Andrews, I think, put him in, put him on the Lions and he'd have a 1,600-yard season. But I Put just, him on the Chiefs, and he would be Dayton Taylor Swift winning Super Bowls. <laughs> I I'll agreed with you on that, too. He's probably asking uh, Andy Reid if he needs a second tight end right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. I'll take the Browns. We'll take the Browns. All right, next game, we have Cincinnati at Tennessee. Who do you like? Um... I don't like this continuously, like having to monitor Joe Burrow's hamstring or, or calf or whatever it is. Ankle. Their offense have been, they're, they're always slow to start though. Whoever, like every year, slow to start, slow to start, slow to start. Tennessee is not started, nor do I believe they will this season. It is hideous. And when you have to roll out Ryan Tannehill week over week, when you have DeAndre Hopkins, when you have, like, if Hopkins said, throw it 40 yards, Ryan, he'd be like, I don't know, try 35. Like, it's that bad. And Henry's lost a lot of, like, he's old school. He runs between the tackles, and it's not working either. The D tackles are too big in this league anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I know this is in Tennessee, but Cincinnati... It's not a boat race, but it's it's going to be field goals, and since he's going to put a couple TVs on the board. I'm with you. It's Cincinnati. Like All we have to do is talk about the Titans. If you look at their defense, I was looking at an article. They're one of the worst defenses in all of the NFL. Like Their pass defense gives up like close to 280 yards and close to eight yards per, per pass attempt. So Burrow's going to eat. Those receivers are going to do fine, even if he's hobbling around on one ankle or one foot. On offense, the Titans only looked good against the Chargers, and the Chargers have the worst defense in all of football. If you play the Chargers, you're putting up 30 or 40 points. 
if you look at the Titans when they played the Browns, they weren't the same. I forgot who else they played. It wasn't the same. So give me Cincinnati because the Titans can't figure it out unless they're playing the Chargers. Um, L.A. Rams. This is an interesting one. At Indy. Gardner Minshew last week. Former yeah, Coog. Is Richardson back? You know what? I, I, I think, I don't know if he's out of protocol, but it was one of those games where I feel Gardner did enough to get another start. And I think that's what he'll get going into this game. To win 22-19, I mean, at Baltimore, I mean, that's not, that's not an easy place to go play. So I think either either way between Gardner or Anthony Richardson, I think Gardner probably gets a start. The Rams coming in, the Rams are shuffling the deck consistently. I feel like, and there's just they've yet to play a winning hand, um, except against the Seahawks. I'll give them that, but I think they'll figure them out. They're just gonna they're gonna throw the ball around the field. That's quite a bit. And then uh, so wait, who are you going with? I'm confused. I I'm going with the Colts. I like the Colts in this game. Okay. That's where I'm, I'm with you that. on that. Okay. So the Rams, Matthew Stafford, very singular focused. If you look back to when he played with the Lions, Megatron, where are you? I'm throwing the ball. <laughs> like for the Rams, Cooper Cup, where are you? I'm throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. If Cooper's out, it's Puka Nakua. Like that's all he's keyed in, he's locked in on. I think the Colts will take that away. The rest of the team is just too young. You got Tutu Atwell. You got Kyron Williams, who I picked up in fantasy. I thought he was going to have a big game. He had like 34 yards against the Bengals. So I think the Colts will minimize Nakua, and as a result, the Colts will win. I'm with you. I'll pick Indy as well. Okay. Um, Tampa versus New Orleans. We don't know if Carr is going to start or Jameis is going to start because I was going to have the Jameis revenge ball here. But I don't know. Cars day to day. Um, I mean, this is a, just a blah game. <laughs> it's if I, I bet you that it doesn't even get aired in New Orleans and Tampa Bay. It's, uh, but to see Jameis maybe come back, chuck it around, um, Tampa Bay. I, I feel like the the NFC South is always, like is just putrid every year. Is it's it just horrible. me, or are they horrible? Like all, I think it's worse this year. It's bad because the Panthers looked okay for a half, but I mean they're not going to win any no. games no. against any decent teams. Like it's always under five hundred teams coming out of this division. Yeah. So Brady's not it? there and Breeze isn't there, so <laughs> who's going to win not this game? The same. I think if we go back to our boy Jack's formula, I think Tampa. It's a bounce back game. I think Baker is going to make some more strides. I guess I trust a healthy Baker with Godwin and Evans over a car with a dinged-up shoulder or Jameis throwing interceptions. Even though Alvin Kamara is back, I think Ooh. we go with the Bucks here. Hello, Alvin. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll run with the Bucks. I, I got Washington out Philly. Is this, should we even discuss this or just – Oh yeah, I've got I've got a bid on this one. Okay, I mean this is a, it's a Taylor Swift week, right? Like everyone talks about Taylor. I think it's all publicity stunt. I don't think they're in love. I don't think it's authentic. But let's you get think, to the game. You think she's just trying to get the football market? This is 
I mean, yes, you and I think alike. She's trying to get the football market. Here's the latest that I told Jen this morning. Jen's like, I don't get it. It's not a publicity stuff. She wants to play at Super Bowl. Not this year because Usher, but if she goes to the game, she's showing up. Oh, my God. She's a football fan. She wants to play at Super Bowl. She wants the football market. I think you just called it. You cracked the code. Yeah, I think if, to your point, if the Ravens would have won the Super Bowl last year, she would be in Baltimore dating Mark Andrews. One hundred percent. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, hey, I don't know what to think about that. That's. Like, can I just say that Taylor Swift? She's she's amazing, but yeah. I, I the. the the following she has is even more remarkable. Unbelievable. Like, the Swifties. Like there's got, I, I, I've yet to listen to a lot of her music, nor will I just because I believe I'll be infiltrated by whatever lyrics that she has where I'm going to pay $600 to go stand in the rain and watch her sing, which happened in Seattle. <laughs> um, Philly wins this game. Who's do you do you think Devontae Smith and AJ Brown are the best duo? No, it's Debo and I. No, it's not. <laughs> we know that. Come on, be be real. Um I'm a homer. I'm gonna keep my homer hat on. I think it's Iuk and Debo. And Debo over T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just said between A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith over Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I mean, out of all of those receivers, out of all those receivers, Jamar Chase is the best receiver. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying who's the best duo? Who's who? You're taking two receivers. Okay, let's take those three. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You are... A general manager, they all cost the same amount. What two are you taking? Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Wow. Because they give you so many different looks. Debo can also be a running back and take jet sweeps. He's physical. He can go underneath. Ayuk can go down the field. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, they're the same receiver. They go vertical. Okay. Who would you go with? Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf? Uh, Lockett's lost a step, or else I might consider him. Um, you know, I also think about the quarterback throwing to him. Like, if I'm a true pocket passer, I probably... Yeah, yeah, so you're judging it based on Brock Purdy. Well, no, yeah. What I'm saying is... is what if you had... Think, no, here's what I'm saying. One second. Devontae Smith, the value of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are negated by the fact that Jalen Hurts is a true running quarterback as well. So, if... Brock Purdy had Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, the output would be greater than it currently is with Ayuk and Debo. Correct. Well, let me paint this in a different light. What if this was a healthy MVP Aaron Rodgers? Which duo would be better, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown or Ayuk and Debo Samuel? Hmm. I think of the wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers had such garbage wide receivers throughout his time in, in Green Bay, so there's no one to really compare. Get Alan Lazard. 
things. Rand, Randall Cobb. Uh, Cobb was Donald Driver. <laughs> Donald Driver was good. Um, I, I all I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make here is that Vontae Smith and AJ Brown are better than um, we're led to believe, just due to the fact that they don't have a true pocket passer. And given a true pocket passer, like say Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers played three games with all three of those, or the three duos we just mentioned, I think the, I think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are the best. That's fair. Okay. Going back to my Taylor Swift bet, (laughs) Washington at Philly. The Kelsey that is going to have a relationship last longer than November 9th. That's when the Ares tour kicks off internationally. It's going to be Jason and DeAndre Swift because Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, is opening up massive holes. And Swift is averaging close to, I think, seven yards per carry. He's already going to set a career high in rushing yards over the next two weeks. They're going to continue to run. Sorry, A.J. Brown, cover your ears. The Eagles are a running team, and they're going to run all over the command. Agreed. I still think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are really, really good players. Yeah, really good wideouts. What do I think of that? Nothing. I was going to bring it back to something else, but you were over no. Taylor Swift, so you wanted to move on. So let's move on. What if we see Miley Cyrus come out and end up in the owner's box at this game, Las Vegas at Los Angeles Chargers, mucking it up with Justin Herbert's mom? Um, gosh, nothing surprises me anymore. Um, Vegas, Devontae Adams is all, he's a beast. He's already upset. I mean, McDaniels, I don't know. I mean, would you be upset? What happened to Devontae Adams? He moved to go play with his best friend and his best friend left. That's like me going, Hey, you and Shark, you should totally come down to LA. You should totally relocate. There's a house right across the street, and you come down here, and I head to Green Bay. Well, we, we forgot Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams first off, so the fact we didn't pick that out of receivers that Aaron Rodgers had a chance to play with. No, we but said I, duo. There was only one. <laughs> I think what we're seeing is it doesn't matter who the heck your, your quarterback is. Devontae Adams is going to produce. He's a pro. A pro's pro. And you're right. I think he's he's looking around and going, wait, if, if we were winning, I could stomach this. But the fact we're not very good this year, I'm not happy. And he has a right to voice his opinion. Sean McDaniel, I don't... You know you know what I, I think I see similar? You know how Duke always used to produce like college head coaches out of the assistant ranks? And some Ooh, would yeah. do well, some wouldn't. Former players and so forth. Wojo, it, Chris Collins, Johnny yeah. Dawkins. Yeah, Jeff exactly. Cable. The Patriots are like that in the NFL. Like, oh, this, this guy's amazing. He's with the Patriots. He must be a big reason they won. They go coach them when they stink. They stink. So, yeah. So what we're saying is, is Coach K is really the person, and Belichick is really the dude. They can exactly. Coach. They are great. They get jobs for their assistants, but yeah. they can't do anything. Right. Right. Who, it's affecting. You can't. Uh, you Patri- can't. Patricia in Detroit didn't he get fired? Yes, he got canned after like three years. 
you can't take the IP, like the intellectual property from the Patriots. It's not just who the people are around it. It's what they do, how they do it, how they carry it out. They did. They had Tom Brady and so forth. But Sean McDaniel looks like he's in over his head. And he's equally as bad in wearing his visor as Sean McVay is wearing that hairdo. It's it's bad for the for the Raiders. I mean It's bad for the Chargers right now. Like they not as bad as the Raiders, though. Let's think about this. They went for it on their own 24. They handed the ball off to Joshua Kelly, who had like 17 yards all game. Why not put the ball in the hands of your quarterback or give Keenan Allen an opportunity to do something? He has 200 yards. Like, they're going to get coached out of L.A. They might be back in San Diego next year. It's interesting how – do we do we blame coaching too much? I don't think we do. These are good players. Me and you or the media? I think the, well, the media, talking heads, whatever you want to say. I feel like – but I agree with you when it comes to the Chargers. Like, it's – I feel like them in Las Vegas, the Raiders are in similar parallel. Just like they can't get out of their own way. That's why and I can't they, pick this game. Flip a coin. When they have it, when they have the talent, they still can't produce for some odd reason. When they get the talent, something happens. Like the Chargers have drafted well too. Yeah. They put good players around. Slater's been great. They've got like they've drafted well for Herbert, but it's the execution part. Like it's like not everyone's bought in. Yeah. You know, everyone's got one foot in the deep earth. But then that comes down yeah. to coaching. Agreed. Like, I was, it's either coaching or personnel. The Chargers have the personnel. Yep, absolutely. Some of the best. Eckler being down hasn't helped. He was such a focal point of that offense that it's tough to create something else, which is why you have Keenan Allen thrown for touchdowns. But listen, they beat the Vikings. They're going to beat the Raiders. If they do not beat the Raiders, let's fire the coach. All right. Let's go Chargers. All right, we've got New England at Dallas. And Big Ben, do you seriously think I'm going to pick against the Pats when I'm wearing a Belichick hoodie? <laughs> that, looks, that looks remarkable. <laughs> Give us the backstory on the hoodie. This was what you called out. I liked it because it was hip. It had holes in it. And you used to make fun of it because it's a Belichick hoodie. And I don't think I've worn it since because I've been insecure about it. <laughs> It, but it is, it I'm is bringing it out because it's New England versus Dallas. This is a revenge game for Zeke. He's going back to the big D. And here's my thing. Last week, the Cardinals ran all over the Cowboys. James Conner looked like James Conner in his prime in Pittsburgh. The Cardinals had over 200 yards rushing. And what is Belichick going to do? Ground and pound. Ramondre Stevenson. Zeke's going to get in the house. He's going to jump in that little Salvation Army thing again, and he's going to troll the Cowboys. I've got the Patriots because they're going to run the ball, and then Belichick is going to make Dak beat him, and I'm not convinced Dak is the answer because we saw it in the red zone over the last couple weeks, and we saw it when the game matters. He threw an interception. I think Belichick is going to scheme, scheme, scheme. Go Pats. Oh. I think Micah Parsons is going to see Mr. Mac Jones quite a bit this game. And I don't, that's, that's, he's like, where was he against the Cardinals? 
No, I, I know. I understand. But listen, Dobbs can run far faster than Mac, Mac Jones. And I don't think the Patriots' running game has shown enough. Stevenson's digressed. Zeke doesn't scare me anymore to where – no, he doesn't. Look, he doesn't scare me. Revenge game. I, I, you know what? He's got so many visors. It seems like he's got a new helmet, new visor, whatever makeup he comes up with. He'll go for 12 carries for 34 yards. Um, I just think there's the – how about this? The Patriots' offense isn't diverse enough to overcome – um, what I believe, even with Dak, Tony Pollard, um, the offense of Dallas. So, Belichick can scheme all you want, but at the end of the day, it's who has better athletes in this league, in my opinion. Not like we've seen in Miami. So, so I, we're going with Dallas? I would take Dallas. All right, go with Dallas. It's in the big D, too. Okay. You know, you know they cut the hole in the stadium so God could watch the Dallas Cowboys play. I know. God better cover his eyes with the pats. <laughs> oh goodness, this is this might is Shanahan dialing up seventy one points against the Cards. Don't don't try to jinx this game. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. The Cardinals have been in every game this year. Every game, Cardinals should be three and out. Okay, but they can't play a full game. So they aren't. They're wanting to. The 49ers win because of the physicality. They're going to dominate the ball. They're going to dominate the offensive line of scrimmage. And Chris Christian McCaffrey's back. He hits the hole. He's gone. He's got to stay healthy. But I feel like the Cardinals can't play as well as they did last week. And they can't match the 49ers' physicality. So give me the Niners. Why hasn't George Kettle found the, found the end zone this year? Do you have him on fantasy? Just asking for a friend. I think in the first couple of weeks, it was all about Ayuk. And I think now it's all about Christian McCaffrey, right? Like he was scoring when there was Elijah Mitchell and Raheem Mostert in the backfield. And they were throwing the ball to Kittle a lot. Now it's CMC and it's Debo and it's Ayuk. He's kind of the fourth option. Do you, since we've seen this, uh, and let more so in LA than we have the barrier. Do you, based on in, injury history, do you maybe soft load CMC a little bit throughout the season? Because it's a long season. We got 17 games now in the, in the regular season. No, we got to go undefeated and beat the Dolphins record. <laughs> <laughs> CMC's playing on one leg, but but we're undefeated. Don Shula put a cork in that champagne. Let's go. Well, it's early. It's week four, but let's just fast forward to like week 16. If the Niners have clinched, then I think they seriously should think about shutting down CMC or playing them very little and getting them healthy for the playoffs. Yeah. But that's a long ways away. That is a long ways away. Um, okay. Last wow, game. Monday night. Donna. I mean, this is a big game. This is a big game. This is a game. It's the, the furthest trip I think any NFL team can make. Seattle to New York. No, Seattle could go to London. 
stopover, played the Giants, and then had to head to London for play the Jags the following week. Uh, I bring that up because it's it's it is a Monday night game. It's a quick turnaround game coming back. The thing is, they it seemed like there was an injury every three snaps last week with the Seahawks. People going down. It'll be interesting to see who makes it back in the lineup, who's still going to stick on injured reserve or 10-day, whatever they have in the NFL. Um, that said, the Giants have done little to... I mean, the, the Giants' wide receivers now are synonymous with all the Green Bay Packers wide receivers that Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers ever had. We, we named like, three Packers wide receivers. I don't know if I can name anyone. No, besides. you got Sterling Shepard. You got um, Hodgins from Oregon State. Hodgins is there. We obviously have Waller at a tie in who they split out. But regardless, I don't think Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones is like this enigma. Like he's a great runner, not so great of a passer. So if you force him to pass, well, then you end up probably winning the game. Yeah. And I, I think that's what the Seahawks do. They just base, And that's all about having your rush ends not go too deep and give them lanes to run. It's basically containing him and making him throw to whomever he's trying to throw to. The Giants don't have an explosive offense without Saquon. And Saquon, still a question. I got the Hawks. I got the Hawks, too. You're right. Saquon's back practicing, but I don't know how explosive he's going to be. And they just haven't figured out how to get Baller the ball or to create any type of creativity in their offense. They're going back to scene one of the crime, the MetLife massacre in week one. And I think there's still ghosts out there in there. And I'm going to go with the Seahawks. They're playing well. You got Lockett, DK, Walker is running. Gino's consistent. He's efficient. I think they show up and they win. Okay. Recap. We got Miami, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Philly, LA Chargers, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, and Seattle Seahawks. Total points. What is it on Monday? Hmm. 34, 31, 3, Seahawks. Love it. It's going to be a low scoring game. Okay, what do we got to beat? We got to beat seven. Yeah, Joe Manuele, a proud co founder of nofilter.net, is currently in the lead at seven. We'll see if Big Ben and K win can match him. Who you got in the Ryder Cup? You know I know nothing about golf. Choose, choose, choose U.S. Spain. <laughs> yeah, my boy Sergio is going to lead the way, and John and John Rom. Hey, Spain would probably have one of the better teams if there were teams just based on countries, but it is actually Team Europe versus Team USA. So who Europe, you got? I got Europe. Europe. Yeah. It's a good year for the Europe. The Maybe. Europeans, Rom, Rory, uh, solid Justin Rose, solid team coming up. Guess you, you know where they're playing. You were there recently, I believe. 
the west Rome. trip manhattan beach rome they're in rome. rome they're in rome wow you know you should direct message a couple of guys tell them about where to go what to do maybe i will send them Please to do. some pizza spots <laughs> beats and wine all right shout out happy birthday to my daughter kennedy she's two years old got her some golf clubs golf clap golf clubs maybe she'll be playing in the female version of the Ryder Cup, which is called what, K Wayne? The later the ladies of the Ryder Cup. <laughs> the Solheim Cup. I'm learning and a lot about golf. Would that be 2020, 2048, something like that? Maybe? Who knows? Who knows? But what I do know is we'll be back again next week on nofilter.net and caffeine TV. If you're more of an audio podcast, download, listen, and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. We're on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Pandora, and more. Social media at Big Ben Kwin underscore at Big Ben Kwin underscore TikTok, Threads, Instagram, and yes, we still post on Facebook so my mother can see Ooh, us yes. live and in action. I'm Kwin. He's Big Ben. Next week we've got a very special guest. We've got Arthur Lee from Stanford. King Arthur took the Cardinals to the Final Four back in. 99, 98? Personally, on his shoulders. Yeah. The entire, with that weird looking tree mascot too. Yeah, the tree, the worst mascot in sports. David Montgomery, three touchdowns on my bench. Come on. Boom. Boom.